Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. MJ, welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm good. I couldn't hear you clap. Am I allowed to say that? Like, yeah, that's okay. Claps. You can't even hear it. You can't. No, even hear it. I know. I told you it, it takes care of everything. It takes care of everything. You can do whatever you want. Um, yeah. So, welcome to the show. And I'm just gonna go into it. So, we found you on the Maybe It's Spiritual page. You made a comment after one of the hat man posts and you said i said that not all of the shadows wearing hats are the hat man so that perked my interest so i was like this lady's got something to tell me and right I well i got so if we're going to start with that story we have to set the scene i was in a cemetery and it was getting dark and i was walking around so i like to write and um, this particular song that I was writing, um, you needed a cemetery. You just needed to walk through a cemetery for it. And so I went around, I like went around this corner. It's kind of raining. It's getting a little dark. And I turn a corner and I'm standing in front of this grand piano, like on its side in a cemetery. And it's the the headstone for a gentleman. He's an artist in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm in a cemetery in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm staring dead into his eyes. And he's wearing a top hat. His name's Leon, um, and it, it was super creepy. I was listening to music in my headphones, and after I left that space and started walking back to my car, I turned the corner, and the music in my headphones shut off, and I look up, and there's two men in a truck next to my car, and they're, like, kind of looking into it like this, and they look at me, and I make eye contact with them, and it's weird. Like, you know, you get a feeling about people. It's weird. We're in a cemetery. Yeah. It's getting dark, and they're looking in my car. So the music had shut off. I was like looking dead into these guys' eyes and I like did the button on my car so it would make an alarm noise. They drove by and I got in. The moment I got in and I locked it, the music started playing in my headphones again. So I was like, okay, that that was weird. You know, that was weird. So I kind of drove around for a little bit. So if they were following me, they couldn't follow me home, went home. We're going to sleep that night. And um, I'm like almost asleep. And I like sit up in bed and I'm like, <gasps> like really loud. And I just sat there like frozen because I knew what I'd seen in the bedroom at the end of the bed. And I didn't say nothing and because these things happen all the time. But no one else in the room, like my husband's laying next to me and he goes, did you just do that because you saw the man at the end of the bed? And he had saw the man in the top hat, Leon, the this 
the shadow of him, the same picture I'd seen in the tombstone that night at the cemetery. Whoa. We both saw it at the exact same time. Like we, I slept with the lights on for a couple of days on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Only because he made it real. You know, it was one thing whenever I was like doing stuff with work and would have a dream or something. It was normal, but nobody else was sitting in the room with me seeing that stuff too until that point. And oh he's my. had lots of crazy things happen now. He believes it. And he'll <laughs> just like, we just have rules. We have boundaries. He doesn't always want to know about what I see. And um, yeah, so that, that's how it started with me. Because I was like, I know the hat man I saw was not the hat man that everyone else is talking about. Like, it was a very specific moment, but he had a hat on. Why do you think he followed you home? I don't know. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I go to the cemetery a lot, but I don't know. It just, he just came. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so what can you tell us about yourself? Who are you? Give us a quick bio. Um, I'm a massage therapist. I have been for over 10 years. Um, I do energy work, um, tarot. I use tarot cards, um, crystals, my, my thing, my niche is dreams. Um, I will have dreams and then they come true. And I can tell people about dreams and then it happens. So. Wow. Do you. Creepy, like very creepy in depth. Like I can tell them sometimes what they're wearing. I can. Uh, yeah. So that's my, that's my niche though, is the dreams. I don't know what you want to call it or anything, but it that's definitely happens. You're a dream <laughs> interpreter kind of. I don't even know if you would call it. I don't try to do it. It just happens. Like we'll see another another good one that's not sad uh so before I met my husband now um I had had a dream that night and I saw this man he was super tall and all I could see was his beard he had a big red beard and my husband has a big red beard um and he was covered in tattoos and we were just going to travel the world and do everything that we love which we do we travel a lot and we do whatever we do we do whatever we want like it's great um, so I went to work the next day after that and I told everybody about it. And 30 days later, I met Devin and we've spoken, we've seen each other or we spoke to each other every day since for almost five years. So that's awesome. He, he was the guy in the dream. So, but sometimes they're not, they're not, um, sometimes they're sad. The mo more times than not, they're sad. So like, um, he was in Vegas working and he was going to get on a flight and I had read the cards and the cards told me that, um, a boy was going to die and it was like going to happen soon. And he was getting on an airplane. So I was really worried about it. Thanks. Yeah. And so I was just like, and th that's when he's like, don't tell me those things. Just don't, don't tell me like, we don't need to know. And then my nephew passed away that night. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's strangers. A lot of times I know the people, but like, Let's see. We were at a movie or no, we weren't at a movie. Sorry. Uh, we were at a, a music event. We were at a concert and we, um, the owner of this venue, he used to be a tour manager. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to like say names. Um, anyway, we were leaving. We had watched the show and we were leaving. And when um, he was on the phone, I like touched his shoulder and I'm like, Hey, like, thank you for getting us in, you know, bye. Good night. We were sleeping that night and my children will tell you this one because they came to the door and they were like, are you okay? Because I was, 
it was like probably 11, around 11 or so at night, he had left the venue and was on his motorcycle. And when I was dreaming, in my dream, I saw a man. And a lot of times I don't see their facial features. When I do, it actually creeps me out. Like, because yeah. I know it's, I'm like, I know it's about you. A lot of times, like, I have to wait to find out who it is. But um, he got into a motorcycle accident. And in my dreams, he had grabbed my ankles and pulled me and was trying to, like, hold on. He didn't want to let go. And I found out the next day it was at the exact same time that he had gotten into his motorcycle accident. And I had just touched him before we walked out. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. Woo. You're like a like a dreamwalker. Something. <laughs> Something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like a cool name for it. I don't I don't know. I'm sure somebody's gonna hear that and they'll be like, oh, it's this or this. But like I don't think I fall into any single category. I like to just do I do a lot of things and I, I do them my own way. So I don't have like a label for it and I don't advertise it. It's not like my job. It's just a random. My friend, my girlfriend was getting married and I had this dream and I saw her standing above everybody. Everybody was below them and they were eating and she was dressed really beautifully, but she wasn't sure if she wanted to go in the room or not. And she was just looking down on people, like watching them. And she had gotten married um, in the wine or she'd gotten married at the Kansas city, um, train station and the place where they had the celebration was actually in the wine cellar. So she got ready in a room and was looking out a window down on everybody and nobody knew they were getting married that Saturday. So I called her and I was like, Hey, I just saw this in a dream. She's like, do not tell me anything bad. Like if it's bad, don't tell me. Cause we're getting married this weekend and it's a secret. Dang. So you really, you really do get all the information in your dreams. Right. It's super weird. Like Devin was out with this band and um, I kept having this dream. So death also means like rebirth. Okay. And um, or a new cycle. You're starting something new in your life. And so I had this dream and everybody in the band kept dying, but one person. So I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, somebody leaving? Because in I also saw my husband playing with them. Okay. And I kept telling Devin, I'm like, I see everybody dying, but this one person. It was like freaking me out because it kept happening over and over. And this was back before I like had a better understanding. So when you just see people, you know, dying over and over in dreams, it's a little, a little scary. Okay. Um, but then they all, they all announced they were having babies. It's like within a couple months later and Devin ended up playing on the tour for a week with them. So they weren't dying. They were actually having babies like rebirths, new cycles, all of them, but one, and he didn't have a baby. So interesting. They're not dying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, once you have kids, you pretty much die and are reborn again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. We're, we're right. supposed to listen to this on the way to Wisconsin and, um, and now my kids are going to hear that and they're going to give me crap. <laughs> but it's not in a bad Okay, kids, it's not in a bad way. It's like you're dying to your old self and you're 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 becoming someone better. You're getting you're, they shave off the the rough edges, I think. Kids, we have kids. different kids. I just noticed how much gray hair I had today. We oh. have different children, I think. Well, <laughs> mine give me gray hair too. I was actually just talking to a friend about the gray hair thing because I, I don't really have very much gray hair. Like I have a bunch of my beard here, a few up here. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it all happened in like from 2021 on. 
So like 2020, everything's fine. All of a sudden, year later. So it's wisdom. Maybe it was COVID. Oh, yeah, might have say that word. Are you yeah. allowed to say that word now? Yeah, you can say it. Okay. It happened. It's happening. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I was Something. a totally different person before my kids. Yeah. It no. was really, really, it felt like, like it was a difficult process to like, quote unquote, die like that old self. And I definitely felt like it was like a death of that guy who went out and drank every night with his friends. And now yeah, I'm a totally different person. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. No, totally. My I mean, I was... children. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I was I was 22. <laughs> When I had my first kid, so I was very young when I had my first kid. My son is actually getting ready to have his 16th birthday, and I got pregnant when I was 16. My children are becoming this age that I didn't experience, so I'm very thankful for my husband because I can be like, "What did you do when you were 16? Like, what did you get to do when you were 17?" You know, because he was a teenager, he had those years and those experiences, and for me, I was an adult, so like it was a whole different game. And now my kids are entering this stage where I'm like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the right thing to do is. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like, I turned 21 and then not too long after 22, here they come. So. I actually think that, I think that I'm my best self now, like having them so young, I, it was like a, holy crap, how am I supposed to do this and keep them alive kind of thing? But now, like, I take back what I said because we have a lot of fun. We're literally taking them to Wisconsin for a week and they're doing, like, they're going to get to see Devin do <laughs> the recording and stuff. Um, it'll be cool. It'll be fine. Um, they're going to see him get to play music and, um, like, their whole writing process and everything. And then um, we're going to take them. We don't get a lot of Kansas snow or anything, so we're going to take them I guess there's like a tubing at a skiing place and you can just ride tubes down the hill. Is that a thing you guys do up there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate snow, but so I'm, I'm ready for a, a Kansas no snow. No, we don't ever get snow. We get ice. We get like an inch of ice and then a little bit of snow on top of it. And we're just not equipped to take care of it. So nobody leaves the house until it melts. They just shut down. Are you guys going to Cascade Mountain? Um, It's by um West Plain where we're going hmm. i don't know there's a lot of fun we have here. we have a house in west plains that we'll stay at some of the time we'll be in madison some and then west plains too nice yeah so kids aren't bad anyway no they're a handful <laughs> they are a handful but they, they're good they keep me on my toes yeah, they, they play every sport in the world i'm constantly running and going i run a business and then my husband will be on tour, you know, almost six months out of the year. So he could be in Europe. Both of my kids could be playing sports. I'm running a business, getting them to their basketball games and getting them to practice. And yeah. You're doing it all. Yeah. You're doing it all. <laughs> all right. So more dreams. More dreams. More yeah. dreams. What? I mean... Did you have this always been a thing or did it just it is, did something trigger it? Like, when did this start? Um, I got into so I have done massages forever okay. and I had an Indian lady come in and get have me work on her. And while she was working on me, she was like, your aura is blue. And she told me she's like, you're a healer. You help people. You help heal people. And um, 
I was like, okay, you know, and so I started looking into classes and stuff. Like at first it was very like commercial, like it's almost embarrassing, like Reiki and this and that. And, um, you know, I like watched the stuff on the internet, the things you saw on social media. Like I felt like it was the right direction I was supposed to go in, but I didn't know like where to start because it's super weird. And we live in a small town. So to be like a crunchy person in a small town and then start talking about magic and stuff, just, it doesn't go over well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, I moved to um, Tulsa for a while. We got out of the small town. Um, I went through all my training for Reiki. So I have every level that you can do besides being a master because I don't want to teach people anything. I'm selfishly doing this journey on my own. Okay. Um, But whenever I went through my classes, they do like an attunement, like what you would see like in Naruto or something. I don't know if you watch anime or, you know, they talk about chakras and about okay. energy and stuff. Sure. Do you guys watch anime? Any, anybody yeah, I, there watch I, anime? I have, I have, I have. Okay. So it's I a lot of the things you're talking about. <laughs> um, so I went through all of that. And during that process, like they don't tell you, well, they, they tell you like, once you, you do it, you can't undo it. Like you're never going to see the world again the same. And it's so true. Like I've never seen the world again the same. But like, I went through this process where every horrible thing that you like ever shoved down and tried to hide or suppress from like a kid, teenager, young adult, you had to deal with it all. Like that shit was like coming out, like vomit. And like, I would just like break down crying and like relive things in my head that I had totally forgotten about. And they said it was part of the process in order to like unblock all of your chakras, which are like energy channels throughout your body. If you okay. know what I'm talking about at all. I do. I know 100%. Okay. So in order to like unlock those and like wake it up so you can do all this weird shit that we're about to talk about, (laughs) you have to deal with all the things that are blocking it. So a lot of times, um, you know, I feel like you have insecurities at home or if you don't like your job, like your root chakra can have blockages in it. Um, Or if you have childhood trauma, um, if you don't speak your truths, if you're like a really quiet person that doesn't stand up for themselves, or if you just like vomit of the mouth all the time you're going to have problems with your throat chakra so as that process started and everything started like letting go I had the worst dream ever the worst dream ever um hold on I got you a tissue okay oh I'm in my room so I knew they were somewhere close I'm in my room I'll say you're Um, just like ready with that (laughs) Well, no, because clients will be like, I need a tissue. So, um, so uh, I was sleeping and in my dream, this loud noise went off, like the loudest, like clap thunder. I, I don't know. And everything went red and I woke up and instantly I woke up and I had done a session on a lady earlier that day who had had a miscarriage and was having to go through all of that. She was a sports coach, um, you know, and so instantly she was really depressed and I thought, Oh, a big loud noise, red blood. Like I woke up really worried. So I was like trying to call her and my brother was calling me at the same time. Sure. And I thought I was just being drunk and dumb downtown in Springfield. He didn't have kids at the time. He was living that life that our still, you know, and ours died. He's still living that life. But um <laughs> he <laughs> he called and I ignored it and I kept trying to text the girl and call her and she didn't answer. And so I kind of wrote it off. And then he texted me. 
and he said I needed to call him and so I had called him right back and at that exact moment his fiance had shot herself oh geez. yeah wow and it was like everything like it was like I saw it in my head enough to like start calling somebody because I knew it was bad but I didn't know what it was right and at that moment so you guys have talked about this a little bit at that moment and she did like wicca and stuff she was like sure. into like dark practices and everything um i was laying in bed and i saw this like you're in the dark but it's darker than the dark and it's standing there next to my bed and it's like um you know like a dark fuzzy tv like your grandparents dark fuzzy tv and it's standing there and you can see it clear as day even though it's just pitch black inside pitch black yeah and I was like, whatever it was, was not nice. It was not, it was not friendly. I did not want it there. Like it was the scariest feeling I've ever felt out of any of that. Even the, even my husband seeing the thing at the end of our bed, that object and that dream, like that was the scariest thing ever. It was so, it was so real. Like I like bawled forever. Not like the situation is really sad. Yeah. Um, we, we weren't close, but right. it was almost like, I don't know. Do you ever like feel what other people feel? Like if somebody else is really sad, can you like, do you just know, do you ever have like a parental something's wrong and you like text your kid and like, yeah. Oh, all yeah. All the time. Yeah. I get it. was like that with my brother. Yeah, man. Ooh. So what do you think that thing was in the room? Was that like what came to take her? Maybe. I don't know. Like it's such a, she did a lot of, she did a lot of dark magic. You know, like you guys know, I don't know a lot about dark magic. I don't do dark anything, you know, yeah. we, we, uh, we hear, we hear a few things. <laughs> right. And, and I'm so like sensitive about what I do and don't say, because some people are very particular. It has to be done a certain way. Um, there's rules to it. There's specific words. You have to do it like by the book. And I'm not oh, sure. like that at all. Right um no we've talked yeah, to- no, that that's how the dream started was going through that um awakening process the um being attuned and that wow. dream that dream started it all hi 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 michael has joined the chat hello hello mj mj there we go there we go <laughs> he's on he's on the same. we're on it no, we talked to uh, we talked to a, a Luciferian who practiced chaos magic, so I'm I'm sort of familiar with that. Like, yeah, I don't and know. Honestly, they would say that's not dark though. It depends on the person you're talking to and how they view it. Right. I don't. Okay, so I I believe that in order for there to be good, there has to be bad. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be. And I don't know a single human being that is okay with just being. None of right. us are okay with just being. Like, we get bored. Um, like, we we look for happiness. Right. And there can't be happiness without sadness. So I, I think the bad things that happen have to be there. If you want one, the other one has to happen somewhere. And so I don't really think you... I think there's bad stuff out there. And I think that... It's only it's bad because of the intentions behind the person that's practicing it, what they're right. doing. Because so, intent is like a big part of like any sort it's of everything. Practice. It's everything. Yeah. And you have to be really careful with it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. 
So it's like sounds like like Jedi training, <laughs> like your Reiki training, <laughs> like kind of. You're like Luke, you're like Luke in the cave facing all your fears and sorry. Right. Maybe it's metaphorical. Nerd nerd reference. Oh, no, you're good. No, we we're Star Wars. We we're anime. We're Star Wars. We're the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings. We got it all. I love it. We'll take I got comic books on the top on the coffee table in the living room. Nice. I think I got rid of most of my comic. I've kept I've only kept like the like two comics. I have like two. Um, The Max. That's all I have left. Mm. Yeah, you should find it. It's pretty awesome. All right. It's like about multi dimensions and like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh huh. I think I would like that. Yeah, I was about to say, that's what, that was my lead-in to your, <laughs> to my, about the multi-dimensions. Yeah. Well, but what do you want to talk about with them? Like, we can talk about almost any category you bring up. I think we could talk about it, but you just got to, like, what is it you want to know about it? Because, like, and, I don't want to say things I'm not supposed to, so I need you to lead me some. Oh, man. Well, you could, that's, this is your episode. You can say whatever you like. You can go whatever yes direction no. you want. Well, yeah. Yes and no. Well, no, I mean, like, there's just some things you don't talk about. There's oh. just some things you don't talk about. Okay. So so maybe, like, lead into it a little bit. Like, what about the multiple dimensions? Or actually, I kind of want to know, what do they say about the chaos magic? It's not dark. What did they say it was? Well, chaos magic, ah. I had to like look it up before the guy came on to like, so I knew exactly what he was talking about. And it's mm -hmm. about like creating like sigils and like putting your intent to it. And it's, it's kind of like, from my understanding, if someone's listening and they know, I'm sorry if I butcher it, but like, it's like pulling from all different like places and like you use whatever means you want to create a result. So you put your intention into something. So like, you will create like a sigil and then you will put all of your intent into it. Good, bad, whatever. You put it into that and then you like, it's like manifesting, like, but with. Okay, I, I do that. Yeah, I was, I was that's, saying. That's chaos. That's chaos. Oh. Just Google chaos magic. There's some YouTube videos. <laughs> See, like, I, I'm just, I just do that. I, I don't know what the names are for it, but definitely. That's all right. You're just, you're just like. Just winging it. You're in. It just yeah. happens. I'm just. That's the best. <laughs> I really, I am. It's like, okay, so we. I believe in manifesting. I really do. I also believe that if you want something and you set your intentions on it, and yeah. you, you're very specific about how you want it to happen, you have to let it go. Though you have to walk away from it and. Put it into motion and let it happen. And so yeah. many people struggle with the letting go part. They think they have to control how it gets there. They get afraid that it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen exactly the way, the way they want it to. But really, I don't think... Okay, so my husband works in the music industry. Um, he wanted a specific kind of job. Okay. Like, okay. All right. Like you want that job. You want that job with that band, right? Like we, we set it all out. We wrote it all down. And he is now the tour manager of that band. And it happened within 30 days. Um, 30 days guaranteed. We got our house. <laughs> no, not always. Not <laughs> no. always. Okay. Because right. sometimes things aren't supposed to happen. And sometimes. Okay. So this is, it's kind of like with the letting go. So like sometimes you want something to happen a certain way. Or you want something to happen, but you also 
So for me, I have it set out really well. I'm like, when I'm manifesting, I ask that I never get something that I'm not ready for. Because you can ask for things that you're not ready for and mess it up. And you can oh, yeah. sabotage yourself because you don't think you're good enough for it. Right. Um, or there's like just something that you have to learn. Everything is lessons. So like if you haven't learned your lesson in order to receive what you're asking for, you're going to fuck it up. You're going to like sabotage yeah. yourself. So I, I, I set out like the rules for me is not to let anything come into my life. Like I don't want to receive it until I'm actually ready for it. So sometimes I'll ask for things and then something really shitty will happen. And I'll be like, okay, I still have to learn this lesson. And then like, you know, I'll figure it out and then I'll get what I wanted. So interesting. I don't know if that's like chaos magic or whatever no, people so, want to call it, but what's okay. Myself with it. No, no. Okay. So what's funny hearing like you say this stuff. So like, like we're, we're Christians. And so like, mm-hmm. I, I listen to this preacher, Joyce Meyer. They all make fun of me because I love Joyce Meyer. If you've ever heard Joyce Meyer, she's actually from Missouri. Which is not Kansas, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. I like felt like that was a connection for a second. I was like, right from oh, not yeah, Kansas, Missouri, no. whatever. Sorry, but she talks about that kind of stuff in the in the Christian sense. So I feel okay. This is my theory, real quick. I feel like there are principles out there, and whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you can make it happen. Not you can't make it happen. Like you said, you can't make anything happen. But like um she's always talking about like claiming things and you know, like saying like praying for things. And like what you said was like literally like a sermon that I've heard of just like, you know, like sometimes you want stuff and you ask God for it and he gives you those things, but he's not going to give you something you're not ready for. Maybe he'll tell you or you'll get a premonition and say, Oh, I know I want this, but I can't have it until I'm ready for it. Not everybody knows that most people just want it. And sometimes you get it before you're ready for it. And like you said, you, fuck it up yep well because so many people are so busy with trying to get to the destination that they don't realize that life is actually the journey on the way there it's all once the journey you get there you're there the big hype of oh i want i want the new house once you get the new house the hype is over you've got it it's everything you learned along the way to get there and what you were saying about the preacher i believe in a god i believe there's a god um i struggle with and i don't mean anything ever offensively um i struggle with um some of the restrictions i grew up like old school pentecostal with okay. my grandparents like i never saw my, my my grandma in pants until i was a grown woman so i mean speaking in tongues and falling over and being filled with the holy ghost like that's what i was raised seeing but then i you know all i just saw a lot of hate and judgment and, and you know the stigma around like religion and sure people being gay or divorced or and I just I can't get behind that but the whole I think that all the things all the good things that are there are no different than the good things that that I use or I talk about or that I pray to I think everybody's praying to the same higher power the same within reason sure the same god or the same higher power um I think that just depending on how you were raised you have a different way of approaching it Well, yeah, I mean, and that's what I think where Christians mess up is we try to practice the religion and it wasn't about the religion. Like Jesus was like, he wasn't against the religion, but he was kind of like came to be like, well, this, this is what it says as a rule. And this is what it really means. 
So it was like changing the dynamic. And I think people get it wrong because they read the Bible and they think, well, this is a hard, fast rule and there's no exception to this rule. But like when you read it and understand it, like have a relationship, sorry, this sounds, I don't use Christian cliche, but like to have a relationship with God is different than like a set of religious rules. Cause like, like Jesus himself came and said like, you know, these laws, these rules, you'll never be able to fulfill them. You can't, you absolutely can't, you cannot please God. Like you can't. That's why like he did what he did and came and said what he said to undo all of the religious things. But I think that people want to like, they want power. Like you said, they want to be in control. And the truth is none of us are in control. We can put the intent out there, like, you know, ask God or however you do it. But like, he's going to give you what's best for you. That's what I think personally, like God's not going to give you more than you can handle. He's not going to give you more than you personally can do. And I think a lot of times the like hate that comes in, that's the human part. That's not, that's not God. That's like, the Pharisees and people like to make rules that aren't even in the Bible, like correct, don't wear pants. Yeah, don't, yeah, no, like I'm pretty, pretty sure Jesus wore a robe. Like, did, did they even have pants? Like, what is the, you know, like, should I not be wearing pants? Like, what's the thing, you know, like, right? I don't know. I, Those rules come I, from somewhere, they come from like a legalistic point of place. That's not, that's not God. Sorry. So, this can lead into the multi dimensional. Yeah, part let's get let's get into the multi dimension because anything multi dimensional, I love it. I love it all. Okay. So, for me, and I'm really interested to see where you guys come from because I'm, I don't judge anyone for their like religious beliefs or sure. whatever you want to do. Because when I look at the world, and this is something that changed that I just, I can't get it out of my head now. Like they said, once you go, you can't go back. Like once right. you change the way you see it, you're going to always see it like that. So, I think like, we're all living in the same place, but we're all living in different realities. Every single person is experiencing this a totally different way right now. Um, and I think that, are you all texting each other right now? No. <laughs> like I see all these phones like doing so this. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's probably playing Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Real talk. Mike is texting me, asking me if there's any beers. Yeah. Is that any stray beers for yeah, a guy I'll, like me? I'll look. So usually there's like an extra person who grabs the beers. So like, that's what yeah, we have our own beer caddy. It's not like we're not listening to you. We're like, who's, no, getting, no, you're... Who, who's getting up to get the beers? That's the real <laughs> sad part. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. So, um, no, multiple, multiple dimensions. So I kind of look at the entire world as energy. So the higher frequency that you have, the higher your vibration is, the higher you're going, you're going to attract those kinds of people to you, those experiences to you, sure. those items, every single thing, this table, this box, everything is energy. It's, it's vibrating at a really like on a tiny particle level, it's vibrating. Everything is moving still. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think the manifesting comes in. Um, I don't think of it so much as I, I kind of look at it more of like a science, like a physics approach to it i love quantum physics yeah that's what i said um, you you had said that you were like i'm more of a yes i think sometimes some people would say it's like a little bit witchy or it's like chaos magic or whatever no i just love physics and i am obsessed with the idea of it and i i loved the big bang theory and maybe they like ruined me and like really made me like rabbit hole down that whole thing but it's 
It's the only thing that makes sense to me is that I'm going to say this. The only thing that makes sense to me is that we're living in like um, a reality with multiple dimensions and depending on like your vibrational frequency as a human being depends on where you land in the world. And if you change your vibrational frequency, you change your mindset, then you can change your entire reality around you. That's more where my manifesting kind of lays in. And to in the whole thing about the Bible, the part where it like kind of gets me with that mindset is like, if every single person is perceiving the world differently and we're all living in the same reality within realities and these like multiple worlds, real, I don't know how you want to say it, but you know sure. what I mean? Um, every single person that read that book that modified that book, like how could they have not projected it? If their reality is just a projection of their mindset and these people are all doing, they kind of did a lot of bad things back then. They weren't the nicest people. They weren't real nice to him. Like, how can you trust everything that they wrote in that book to be a truth and not a projection of the reality that they perceived it as? This blew my mind. No, but like, yeah, like that's just how I see the entire world now. Almost like it's a video game, maybe not literally a video <laughs> game, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes I see things happen in real life. I'm like, we're in a simulator. Like something is up. Yeah. You're, I, I don't know. You're re ready. How'd you get to that. How do you get to that point or that theory? I think that I just really believe that. So they've proven that humans have like an energetic field, right? Yeah. Sure. Everybody yeah. has an energetic field. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I can walk in a room and you can look at somebody and it sounds, it sounds super crazy, but like I can look at people and like know if they're sick or if they're doing drugs. If you do drugs, I can tell by looking at you and I'm not talking about like they do <laughs> drugs. I'm talking about like they're doing drugs because they're, they're like energetic field is like clinging to them like saran wrap. Yeah. Um, and I think going through like the training for the energy work and like doing all the, um, the schooling for chakras and everything. Such a hand talker. That's fine. Oh, well, Dude, yeah, <laughs> talk it kind of, it's a I'm podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. No one can see your hands. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I think really believing that and like working on people, I think when I started doing the energy work, um, people would, I would be working on somebody and I would tell them something. I'd be like, okay, so I see you just something that I can think off the top of my head recent. It's like, I saw this woman that I was working on as a young girl under a tree at this specific location. And I'm telling her about all of this. And um, then I told her, um, and I wait to tell them stuff until the end because I want them to experience everything themselves. And then when I start talking to them and telling them things, they can like tell me if they saw it too, or if it makes any sense to them. And so I'm telling her that I see her in this place and everything, and it's really peaceful. And then her mom came in and her mom wanted her to know that um, during this process, you know, I'm like, your mom came in. So I moved to your feet and she was sitting at the head of the table, like the energy of it, like her mom's yeah. not sitting there, but just like you walk in a room and you get a feeling from somebody, you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent that energy feeling like you can just kind of feel it. And then it's so much intuition and intention, like the whole process is, but I think doing stuff like that and then telling people, okay, I don't know why, but I just saw this in my head and then being like, well, that's actually in the front yard of my parents' house um, where my mom passed away. I got married under that tree, you know, like saying things. So it kind of made me believe what was happening because these dreams 
you don't even want to always experience those dreams. Like some of them are really sad right? they happen. And so when you tell people and then it happens, like you can't not believe it. Like, just cause I could, I can't tell you why it happens, you know, but so between working on people and seeing those things, it made me really believe in the energy part. And then just like rabbit holes, like we've all like spent six, seven hours studying one subject forever. And it just made sense. It just made sense to all the crazy things happening. Sure. I guess. Do you think that um, <laughs> you can learn to do what you do or how do you, do you think it's, it's something you have? Anyone like, can do it. Oh, anyone really? It. It's not like an in instilled it. thing that you just have like in you from the get go. It's not like a gifting. Sorry. Yeah. Christian. I think, I think, um, like you said, not every, you're not supposed to like meet all your commandments and stuff. You're not supposed to be the perfect person, right? You're never going to be. I don't, exactly. You're not. You're never going to be. The best part, the the best you can do is actually just love yourself exactly how you are. Even the shitty, shitty fucked up parts. Like if you can fall in love with that version of yourself too, that's probably the best version that you're going to be of yourself mentally, at least, because we're all supposed to make mistakes. And I think that those mistakes actually teach us what our purpose is. And we all have a purpose. Like maybe you're not going to see these dreams play out in your head. Like it looks like a black and white movie from the movie theaters like you see in shows. Like that's how it play out in my head when I'm working on people and I'll see something because I'll have the dreams awake too. And they're like black and white with no sound whatsoever. Wait, wait, you're um, awake? Yeah, it happens when I'm awake too when I'm working on people in my office. And so when those things happen and, I'll, and I flat out will tell people, I'm like, I don't know what this means. I have no idea why this is happening. And I, I, I know nothing about these people sometimes. And I'll tell them and they're like, yes, like, and it's not like little reaches, like it's like detailed stuff down to like what they're wearing. And they're like, yes. But anyway, like, I think all of us are supposed to struggle and like learn our lessons along the way and mess up so that we can um, figure out what our purpose is, what our gift is. I think everyone has one. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think anyone can do it. Maybe not my particular gift because that's not your gift, but I think everybody. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. I guess is like yeah, you've got sons like of strong. Anybody can, you know, anybody could if it was allowed, um, be a doctor. You know, but mm -hmm. some people are really good at being a doctor. Some people have a natural gift and a knack to help people, um, and are good with surgery, maybe or whatever it might be. I um, do it, and I. <laughs> I've tried a few surgeries. Um, I wasn't supposed to. Um, How'd it go? Malpractice, but uh, terrible, terrible. Two deaths. Um, <laughs> but I two, attempt, two attempts, two deaths, <laughs> two attempts, two, two, two out of two, two out of three in. Um, just can't get one. But I, I think there's like like with you, I, I feel like, and I don't, and I don't know this, and and maybe what you're saying, maybe maybe anybody could do what you're doing, but I feel, I feel like with the way that you have these these. Uh, maybe it's a bad word like these visions or these dreams mm -hmm. maybe that is just that that pertains to you and that's like your gift beyond what you can like learn with what you do mm -hmm. no I think I call it a niche I just tell people it's yeah. a niche my clients will come in and they'll be like I just need you to do that thing that you do <laughs> like nobody knows what to call it like yeah. I've been called I've been told that I'm witchy um I've been told that I'm eccentric 
And I find that one like almost like a, like a complimented insult, that word right there when people use it. I'm like, so you're just saying I'm really weird in a polite, like <laughs> fancy word is what they're saying. Eccentric um, is fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's yeah. like a, like an art teacher who wears too many necklaces or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a citric. I'll take it, I guess. I like it. <laughs> I like it. it. Maybe I am. <laughs> you know, I forgot where I was going with that. I just totally spaced. That's all right. Another thing, too, you're talking <laughs> about, like, like, uh, like the auras of people, like the energy coming off people. Mm -hmm. Is that, like, for someone who, like, for me, if somebody... Um, you're, I like, like, the brightest person ever. <laughs> I feel like I so can... Jolly. If somebody comes into the room like you can feel that's like are you what you're saying or i'm asking is what you're saying like if if me somebody walks in the room and i'm like uh, i don't get a good vibe from that person mm -hmm. is that kind of what you're like is that right yeah, yeah. um i mean it, yeah like i have clients that'll walk in and a lot of times they're very bright like just the space around them looks brighter and i don't know any other way to explain it than that and mm -hmm. It sounds it equally, all this equally sounds crazy to me. When I say this stuff out loud, it sounds so crazy to me, but it's so every day, all the time. And my children and my husband are seeing shit now too. Like they're not crazy. They're, they're pretty normal people. So for me, I'm like, yeah, but they, um, when I walk in, when people walk into the room, you know, like they can be really bright. Sorry. And, uh, Sorry, I keep hearing something. Uh-oh. Is it your teenagers? teenagers, right? I have teenagers, teenagers here. And go, open the, me. go open the door. And ding it really quick. Hey, go ding Devin. the door real quick. Devin's in there. It'll be okay. Um, What did you ask me? Sorry, I'm oh, so no, ADHD saying, with this. No, you're good. You're good. I was just saying like, so when you're talking about auras, you're talking about like feeling, feeling like somebody, I mean, maybe even with, with you, like you can feel something more specific about somebody when they walk in a room but for me i could be like um like oh i can tell like you you kind of mesh with a person's energy mm -hmm. without even talking to that person a vibe yeah like vibe. yeah well yeah sorry freaking evading but sorry dude vibe is like the easiest word to use it is but it it's really like is. it's like you can you can talk to somebody once and just based off of how it felt being around that person you're like oh i could tell that if we hung out more often, like we would probably hang out all the time. We'd probably be yeah. really close friends. But then there's certain mm -hmm. people that you are with that you're mm -hmm. like, you're like, I am nope. not going to be a jerk. I'm going to be kind to this person, but I, we definitely don't mesh at all. Like our energies don't work. Vibe. Yes. And sometimes it happens with me with people and it, and I'm still like convinced that I like them. I'm like, I would like this person. They're a really good person. And I know I'm weird sometimes. So I feel like they may not be receiving my energy right. But I know like if we hung out a couple of times and like just talked normal, it would be a different thing. Yeah. But definitely I can, I can read people like an open book. Sometimes I used to work in law, like <laughs> all these crazy things. I just said, I actually worked for federal, um, for an attorney that handled federal cases. I ran the whole law firm myself here. And then when I left them, because I just didn't think they cared enough about their clients, I actually worked for the city prosecutor. So, you know, I like people would walk in and you get a pretty good read on people right out the yeah. gate. It's like a, it's like a, a human lie detector almost. Yeah, it's you real have good with teenage like, children. Very good intuition. Wait, can you do a quick vibe check on us? I'm going to use the word vibe check. 
No, I can't. We're like so far apart and I'm super nervous right now talking into this thing. So <laughs> it's very, whenever I have clients come in, like I have clients that just get massages and then I'll have clients that will get either 90 minutes or two hours and they want energy work. They, they want to like clear their energetic field. They want to open their chakras. They want to, if any kind of vision comes through, they want to, they they sometimes will ask about certain things and uh, yeah. Chakra is a soul, isn't it? Isn't it your soul? They're like different points throughout your body. Yeah, you have different ones. Well, you there, you have tons of them actually, but there's oh. like seven, uh, seven main ones. I'm in world religions right now, so I just, I've been learning about chakras. Well, yeah, there's like. Oh, you are you're in <laughs> school, right? I am. Did you go back to school? I'm just a student again. He's student. What, what are you doing? I'm going for psychology. Oh, I love He's psychology. A therapist. Is that why you're doing this podcast so you can psychologically evaluate your clients on exactly. here? Exactly. I'm getting paid <laughs> a lot of money for this. He he's been psycho psycho evaluating us his whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's always a good person to talk to. We we started this podcast because people have always told me their stories that were like beyond the norm and I was mm-hmm. like I want to talk more about it. That's so what do you guys think about it as Christians? I'm going to interview you now. Ooh. So people come in and they tell you all these crazy things and you're Christians. So if with me saying, you said you loved quantum physics, you like the multiple realities, dimensions. Is that what you're talking about? Like multiple dimensions, realities, like same kind of vibe? Well, <clears throat> Matt's I'll gonna, go first. Matt's going to kick in here. Okay. Um. I think it's it's a lot more nuanced than a lot of Christians um, believe. Oh yeah, and let me explain. Um, but the Bible is not exhaustive. It doesn't tell you everything about reality. It doesn't tell you everything about the metaphysical world. It tells you, I believe, what you what the, the what you need to know, the most important things. But you know, I. The woman who got me into like paranormal stuff, her name is Heidi Hollis and she's got a podcast and she's actually a Christian, but she's, she's had weird experiences where like aliens, like good aliens have brought her to different dimensions and shown her like different worlds and then brought her back. And she still believes in Jesus and she's a Christian, but like I, and like, I've have had a lot of experiences that are 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 strange and I have Christian friends for sure who think that well you can't believe in that kind of stuff if you are a Christian and I don't agree at all. And so <clears throat> there I think there's a lot of mystery in the Bible. I think I'm not a Catholic, but Catholics really embrace like the mystery of of faith and mm-hmm. and um, I think that, like, um, I, I can't really speak to Pentecostals because I don't, I wasn't a Pentecostal and never I'm, had them. But I'm, like, I'm not. So but, you can, like, say whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just know that you had experience with that. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, I think mystery is such a bad thing. And I think it's because we're Americans, not because we're Christians. I think, like, Americans, like, especially, like, um from like the you know the 50s and 40s and 30s and you know like it's not like 
people don't like mystery. They want to put stuff in in boxes, make the it boomers. Really, you know. And I think that's something like an American thing, an American Christianity thing, because definitely Christianity from like India or Christians in like Africa, like they're not the same, you know. And so I I definitely like when I hear when we hear people talk about stuff, we're not like writing them off, you know. Well, if you think about it, like. America's pretty young compared to some of these other places. And if you look into like their the structure of their buildings, the the symbolism, the terminology, the self-healing, Eastern medicine has so is so so much self-healing about using like the elements around you to to live and heal yourself as to just taking pharmaceutical medicines all the time. And Everything that I'm talking about is just normal everyday talk, I feel like, in a lot of other countries. So I really like, I like that. And I never thought about it like in a Christian, from a Christian perspective, that it would be different. That makes sense. I like that. And like, <clears throat> like when we, when we hear guests like talk and say stuff, like if it's something that doesn't line up with what I've been taught or doesn't line up with my experience, more importantly, I will just, it's more like a, it's not like a, no, I totally disagree with you. It's more like, a, I don't know, you know, it's just like, that's interesting. You know, I don't right? know. I'm actually really interested in like how Christianity is in, in other countries. Something I've never even considered about how different it could be. Like maybe things that I do believe could line up more with like a different version of it. Is that what you would say? A different version of it? Well, they're, they're a, a lot more into like, I'll use the word weird, but when the weird stuff happens here, like the the United States church will be, well, let's not give it power. Let's not give it recognition. Let's just ignore it, you know, like blah, blah, blah. But the truth is like when you get into the other countries, when you talk to like missionaries and people like 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 Haiti, for instance, like I was his dad is a pastor and I was talking to him about Haiti. Like Haiti is like got a heaviness around it, like an evil. Like there was like an evil there. New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, a big one. Like just there are places that are like hotbeds. Actually, like where we live, Rockford is a hotbed for like occult activity. <laughs> like really? We literally have an FBI. Someone I was told once that we have an FBI here because of some of the like obviously like the crime from Chicago, but like some of the occult stuff. Like there's like huge occult practices here. And like the so FBI. do you guys believe that that stuff is real? As Christians, can you believe that the occult and the magic and everything is real? Oh yeah, it's hundred oh, percent real. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's in the Bible. It's okay. it's in the Bible exactly. because it's all over in the Bible. Like you've got like Moses who is like doing miraculous things for God, but then you have like Pharaoh's magicians who are doing equally weird stuff. Right, like I. I find but it there hard isn't that there's just a one person like and again like I kind of stepped away from the church and everything when I was younger um so I did I don't know the tiniest amount compared to what you guys probably do but I mean I like know. we believe the bible and we believe in in Jesus as as our savior and stuff but like a lot of the stuff that we explore with this podcast like we have friends who are like you should not yeah be getting involved in that stuff we get a lot like, of heat a lot of heat from the christians for doing what we do <laughs> so yeah. what do you think about is it bad is it wrong 
What? Like what? So coming from a really strict Pentecostal background, like my, I'm divorced. My grandparents have already told me I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I have tattoos and I'm divorced and have children. Um, so like, do you yeah. think people yeah. that, right, right. No, like covered. I got, I got <laughs> up here too. We all um, have tattoos. I know you're saying. I think yeah. literally everyone in this you know, room has tattoos. So like, do you guys think that it's, it, you believe in it? So is it wrong? Is it something you would do? Wait, what? What do do what? Chaos magic or manifesting or if you believe in those things, is that something you practice? Well, to see, do? well the like the thing is, is like, <laughs> not to sound weird, but like, there's a Christian version of that. There's a Christian like if you get into the act, like the spirit of like, 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 <clears throat> you can't deny the spirit. Period. You can't deny like like God as the spirit and you can't deny like like Satan as the spirit. Like you said, there's good and there's evil. There's two. There has to be two. There is there's no way there could be just one. Because we we don't live in a world that like supports that. Well then good, the word good wouldn't exist. Yeah, good, you know, like you know, God is good in Christianity. God is good. You know, Satan is like the opposer. But like I think that like if you were to deny that there is a spiritual world, you would have to deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You'd have to deny every miracle that ever happened, like angels, angels, the Old Testament, like, you know, like miraculous things. You'd have to say that stuff isn't real in order to say that, like, the the, the adverse isn't real, you know, like, like Paul, Paul in Ephesians, like Ephesians six is like my chapter. I love that chapter. Because he says, like, we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against principalities, authorities, evil in heavenly realms. Like, he gives a list. He's not just saying, like, he's saying that, like, us as human beings, we aren't, like, the problem. There are, like, multiple factions of things out there. There are levels of things that are, like, opposing us. Like, our battle isn't us. So, they like, say that humans' eyes can only see at, like, a certain frequency. You can only see things that are between... I wish I remember the numbers because I read it right before this all and this number, you know, and then there's like a whole other world happening. And in my mind, when I'm working with things, um, cause like I said, sometimes there has to be bad in order for there to be good. Yeah. Um, and there's so a like, realm. It exactly. Exists. So if you're working with light, you're working at a higher vibrational frequency. And if you're working with things that are not as right you're working at a lower heavier denser frequency and i think that in my mind like somebody's gonna be like this girl doesn't know she's talking about because i don't but in my mind none, none of us heaven do none and, of us do heaven and hell are more like i'm looking at them as heaven is like a higher vibrational frequency you're working with light it's a positive intention outcome and hell because your mind is your own personal hell. If you're super depressed and you're like, your your vibrational frequency is way down here, you're literally living in your own hell because you're projecting all this bad stuff in here out into the world around you. So for me, like that's heaven and hell. It's like, we're not in heaven or hell, but we're literally, because have you ever seen where like, you are the actual like universe? You know, like when they say, when it comes down to it, God lives inside of everybody, like on a science level, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like you, you see the pictures of like the person's head with the entire universe being sucked into their head or whatever. That's kind of 
that's kind of how I think of the the world in general, like heaven and hell is just the different levels of frequencies in people. I mean, like, I know you're going to hell because you have tattoos. Yeah, you know that yeah, we're all going. To, <laughs> honestly, we're probably all like I've been divorced twice. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, I'm fucked. Part, but like, <laughs> like, but like, I don't know. I still read the Bible every day and I still try to I try to like when I hear these things, I try to take it to the Bible and find the information there mm-hmm. to find out, like, is this there? Is this part of it? And like a lo- almost all of it is, you know, like I think that Christians ignore the parts of the Bible that they're uncomfortable with. Like I get because they're scared because like. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. It's not neat and tidy. Nephilim. Nephilim is like, <laughs> I'm, gonna say I'm just going to say it. I get, I get shit from people because like, I think the Genesis, have you ever heard of the Nephilim? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Mm-mm. There's a one weird verse in Genesis six. And like, that's what got me really in like, that's what, I mean, I've always kind of been, in, I, I grew up with a very, like, I don't know what you call her, like charismatic, panic, like kind of. Like my mom believed in like angels and demons hardcore. We went to churches where people were getting like demons cast out of them. I've seen it. I know it's real. I don't think for one second that like that stuff isn't real. I know that. And she's always, she was very spiritual woman, but like, like for me, that's never been a problem. But what, what like got me onto the paranormal big time was like the Nephilim. Cause in Genesis six, it talks about, you know, the sons of God, finding the the daughters of man like desirable and like having children with them and creating this like race of like angelic human hybrids the giants and i get mm-hmm. a lot of crap i know for- the giants because yes. all of like i said if you look at the the structure of buildings and stuff mm-hmm. over in other countries the doors are so tall They're the huge. structures are like impossible for just normal humans to yeah do. exactly like, the, I, the structures are like that. yeah same and like I get a lot of crap for that. I get a lot of crap for that. Like, I don't understand. I think that there was like an ancient world that we just didn't understand. You know, there's like structures and things that happened that like we did not build. We didn't my build that. Theory, my theory, I have two different theories. One is that we were actually way more advanced before. We're led to believe that we weren't more advanced before, but... <laughs> the shit that I see human beings do now and the beauty and the mystery and the like awe of the things that we can't explain from the past, they had to be smarter than us. Like they, they knew something we didn't, they had some kind of, they had figured something out. And I, sometimes I wonder if when we came over here, if they kind of tweaked religion a little bit to like keep all of that, those secrets and stuff out of America, like that might sound super conspiracy theory and you know, but like, but it's here too. It's here too. Like the, uh, like, like native Americans have like, they have a flood. Yeah, but we killed all of them. And then we killed all the witches and like made it like this most horrible thing in the world over here. Well, and I like, like in the Bible, like what I figured out is that like, like there are two sides and they're happening at the same, like at the same time, like the, like, like Saul was a good example of that. I just read like, as in Samuel about Saul and like the witch of Endor and like, he he was like a bad king he was the king that israel wanted and like he was good looking and tall but he was terrible and like he went against god every single time and like there was an instance in the bible where he went to see like a like a like they call her the witch of endor and he she like 
she like conjured up this like dead prophet and was like freaked out. And she was just like, you're the king. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, why are you calling up this guy? And like that side exists, that side exists and things can happen that are bad. And like, we don't always, um, as Christians, we just want to like, be like, tell like fun little stories, but like, there's a lot of like stuff in the Bible that like, what, what was the verse that you sent me? Like when Jesus died on the cross, like, like the temple, like, like, like the curtain ripped and then like all the dead, like people raised up and were walking around. Like people don't talk about that kind of stuff. They're just, they just kind of say it and leave it up, leave it. But like when Jesus died and like the whole world just like completely reset, like dead people rose from the grave and were walking around. That's in the Bible, but we don't talk about that. So we're kind of like black sheep. Yeah, we're like, the black sheep. Like when we bring this, you know, we, we like talk, we're like, it's in the book. It's right here, guys. It's right in the pages that you're like, but it's the Easter story. I want to go deeper for one second. Yeah, go deeper, um, please. Let me go real deep here. So I'm going to go back to, um, we're talking about how people maybe were smarter before now. And I just want to remind everyone that I'm in math 101. So you got this. Um, that's so no one's smarter than you. So no one's smarter than No me. one's smarter than you. So just, I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> you're just getting up. You just, you just started it and left. Oh, you got oh that it. was it. That was it. Oh. That was it. Was he saying uh, that? Michael, that was it. <laughs> I no, I believe that that stuff existed too. Just sorry, I I ranted, but like I've had visions. I've had I've seen things that like if I tried to talk to like some Christians, they're like, oh well, maybe you were dreaming. I'm like, well, I was standing in my living room and that happened. Like, like I wasn't what? asleep. Tell me. Oh man. Um. Tell the Hatman one. Hatman one. I'll tell you Hatman one. So I have ne okay. I told this on the like, <laughs> it's his fault. So like we had studied the Hatman for a long time, and he one time said that he prayed because he was like he doesn't he never wanted to see the Hatman. He's like, if anyone could see the Hatman, it would be Raf because he could handle it. I'm Raf. Mm -hmm. Um, when my son, I have a four year old son, but like when he was like I don't know, he was still like a baby, couldn't walk or anything like that, like. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I was, I got up with him. Like I was always like, my wife would get up in the night and then I would get up in the morning. But like one morning I was like sitting on my, on the floor. Like he was like, I was like playing Matt doing his thing. And all of a sudden, like I was like still in the room, but the room was different. It was like the root, like it was like our living room. We have like a door to like, we have a deck and like a door and like, but it was like that room, but everything was gray like a weird shade of gray. And I was like, I'm not here. I'm in like the spirit realm. That's what I would call it. Mm -hmm. And I see this, like I have like these stairs that come up and you can see it from the, um, the door. And like, I see the hat man just come up and stand at the top of the stairs and just come to the door. And then he's just inside the room standing right next to me. And he tells me to pick up my son, put him in his like pack and play because he wants to ask me a question. And then boom, I was back and then I was just playing with him and everything was normal. And I had vision and I've had visions similar to that quite a bit. Like I had a vision. It was like during the same time, like I said, I was up really early and I wasn't getting sleep, but I'm wide awake. I wasn't asleep. I was standing there and I was, I walked downstairs and like we live on like a bi-level. And so you can like the windows are like, like face level to go like where the ground is. 
And I just stood there and I, all of a sudden I just see way out into the distance and I see this woman and she's just like horrifying looking and like, she's wearing like this like old tattered like clothes. Like, I don't even know like what era you'd say. They're like almost like robes. And she had this like scraggly hair and she was like heaving and just like, like doing like the Stanley Kubrick, like face down, eyes up just Mm -hmm. and this huge smile. And off to the side, I hear these two people say, she really, she's mad because you won't let her in. And I'm like, well, I don't want her to come in. And then like, the other person that was with him is like, I'll go let her in. And he runs around to the front and then I wake up. And Matt said at one point we used to have Bible study at my house and that he said there, I have this like laundry room that like anything weird, I feel like is always happening in this laundry room. It's like painted pink. It's like, just like, not like a room. It's like, it's weird. It's a weird room. It's where all the like, uh, like, like washing dryer, like, like everything is in this room. And like he said that like before I ever told him this story, he said that he felt this presence of a woman standing there, like looking right. Like you, you tell your version of that. Yeah. I saw a vision of that. I was just going to the bathroom and you have to go into the, the laundry room to get to the bathroom. And I saw like the woman, exactly how you described her, like in the laundry room, like looking at me and I'm like, <clears throat> So do you think it's like a ghost attached to that space? Like a person prior? Or what do you think it is? So I personally, like all of a sudden, like during this time, like I was having these like fights with my wife and like we were just having trouble. And like I told her about the dream and she is like, or the vision. And she was like, oh my gosh. Like she could like see it. Like when I tell her my visions of stuff, she sees them. Like she sees them exactly how I tell them. Like she (laughs) envisioned, like we like, like vibe that way. Sorry, I'm using vibe because I don't know what else to say. But um, no, it's the perfect word. It's fine. It's the perfect word because it fits with everything. It but is, like, yeah. she was like, I felt like my mom had like a negative spirit attached to her. And that's what that was. And it wanted to come in. And for some reason, it was like trying to come in through my son because that's my, I have like an older son who's like, he's 18 now, but like he, he stayed down and like, he stayed down there. He lived down there. Like he was always like in that, like, space and like Mm -hmm. i felt like it was trying to get in through him that's what i felt personally like i like prayed about it and i read and i like we prayed together and like to me that's what those visions were but like to explain that to someone sounds absolutely insane no it sounds totally normal and and that kind of stuff happened what did you do to get rid of it i just prayed oh i prayed it away my wife and i prayed it away like we came together, we stopped fighting with each other and started fighting it. I mean, that's, I think that's what, like, I have a group of women that I work with and we all have our own niches. Um, these are one of the things where I don't want to say too much. Um, and say less, right. We each work with different things and we each have our own, um, like one of them is very um, like earth and um, very light. And she works with like all positive. She owns no negativity, no darkness whatsoever. I i am the opposite side of that. Um, but we come together whenever we want something specific to happen. And when you work with more people, then it's easier. So you're kind of like doing a little bit of witchcraft right there. It's no. almost like it's the same thing. 
how did how did you start interviewing us? <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> Sorry, MJ. Uh, she flipped the script. We. It means yeah. you're really good at job interviews because that's how you interview a job. But like what I would say to me from a Christian perspective, I would call that what I have is a spiritual discernment where like I, I understand when a spirit is near. I, I see it in people. I see it when I'm around people. Like I'll say things to people and they'll be like, they'll get mad at me. And then later on, they'll be like, how did you know that? Like I say things to people. So mm -hmm. I would call it a spiritual discernment, a discerning of spirits. Uh, Mac said I had a prophetic gift once. Maybe like, it sounds like you're kind of doing the same thing I'm talking about. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's well, and that's where the gray area becomes like, does what you call it make it better or worse? I think it's all about your intentions. I, I'm very gray. I, I'm not like hexing people or trying to hurt anybody. But I believe, um, but there's all there's dark there's darkness to it. Yeah. Um, but I think the intentions are good. I believe that everybody acts out of one of two emotions, either love or fear. And when you're acting out of fear, you're acting out of your trigger, however you're triggered, and you can only be triggered by fight or flight. So I think it it's so hard to talk about these things. Um you might have to like cut this out altogether because I don't know how to explain it without saying too much. Change the names. No, it's not the names. It's just the stuff itself. Um, I don't think that dark magic or evil or bad is like wrong. So I don't think the name itself matters because you can use it for, for love. You put you put anybody in the right situation and they're going to do something bad if you know like we all have it inside of us so I don't think the name itself matters. Let's say that. All right, that's fine. Never mind. I was going to say something and I, I I completely like turned around on. You're it fine. Right like on this like <laughs> I said, on this show, it's like just your perspective. Like we're not here to tell you you're right or wrong. You just tell us what you think. That's what we yeah. we want to hear what you think. We know what we think. We all think. We know what we think. We want to hear what you think. Okay. Pick another topic. <laughs> Pick another topic. <laughs> bowling. <laughs> bowling. Sorry about bowling. Evil. I'm a not. horrible bowling. I'm horrible. All right. Topic's done. Done. No, but like, <laughs> like when you when you experience this stuff, when you experience these dreams, and you're helping people. <laughs> Like, what do you, what do you get from it? Like, what does it do for you? Because like, like not like on a selfish level, like you're obviously doesn't, it doesn't sound like you're a selfish person at all. It sounds like you're a very selfless person, which is, which is good. But like, what do you, do you feel like after you've done something like that, you go on to the next, like, do you feel like, have you ever like failed one and then you just didn't tell somebody something and then like, do you think they build upon each other? Do you know, does that make sense? I think that everybody has to suffer sometimes. This sounds horrible. Um, I don't want to give people the answers. Sometimes I'll see things and I don't tell them because I also know that they're in the situation they're in because of the way they live their life, the way that they perceive things. So a lot of times people will be like, like people that want to do what I do, like, you know, they're like starting their journey and like things don't make sense to them and they want all the answers. But if you give people the answers, they're not going to struggle and fail and figure it out themselves for their own particular thing. 
So if I don't tell somebody something, it's because I need them to fail. I want them to fail so that they can learn from it. And that sounds horrible, but like, I think every situation in life is a lesson. And whenever you help people fix, when you help try to fix people, you're actually taking the opportunity away from them to be better. So I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm failing by not telling them stuff. Like ultimately, I don't, I don't really get anything out of it um, because I didn't ask for it. (laughs) I, um, and I definitely don't always want it to happen. Sometimes it's really scary. Um, like dead stuff creeps me out. So sometimes when uh, people follow you home from the cemetery, I guess, if that's what happened, you know, it kind of, it's creepy, but it makes me, it forces me to like continue trying to learn about life. Like what the point is, like what's actually happening. Like I've said all these different things that I like kind of think, and that's why I don't label it because it's like, you can go in so many directions when you talk about this stuff. Yeah. Like there's so many rabbit holes to go down. And I think I just get, it makes me believe it just enough longer so that I keep trying to learn more. Sure. It's like the more you dig into it and the more you, you learn about it, the more, the stronger it happens, the more, the easier it is to see things, the more you feel things. Early on, we, we interviewed this girl and um, the episode's called like the death walker. Mm-hmm. And she felt like she had like a, a shamanic gift that people who died but didn't quite pass over would come to her and that it was her job to help them move past this. Mm-hmm. Do you do you ever do you feel like yeah what's your like what's your viewpoint on that? Like where do you think you think people like because that guy like clearly was there and he showed himself to so you like you think that was like actually him still here and like you needed to help him pass on or like what did you think that was? Right. I don't know. And it's not something that I want to do because the people that I, like I said, we all have our thing in my little group of people that work together and do these things. Um, I don't want to do it. I think you have to be willing to be open to it. Like you can shut that off. You can disconnect from those things. And when that stuff started happening, I'm not going to lie. Like I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, I'll take the very subtle messages. I don't want the gun going off in the dreams i don't want the 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 black mass standing next to my bed like that terrifying like darkness right there sure i think i think it's definitely a thing i mean if we believe all these things that we've talked about it can't not be real but it's definitely not something i'm trying to do on purpose (laughs) yeah so okay i'll ask you what was like the most positive and the most negative or did you say them already positive and negative dream yeah like what did you have you ever had one that was just so negative that it stuck with you that the clung most to negative you? the negative one would be when the girl killed herself yeah it was yeah it was horrific it was like you felt i felt every single thing that was happening and i swear that that mass was either what took her or her or, you know like it's yeah. just so real that it can't not be sure. like whatever it was, was evil. And it was scary. I literally slept on my kitchen floor, like in the fetal position after that dream happened. It was just terrifying with the lights on. Cause it was the yeah. realest, scariest thing ever. And then the happiest one would probably be the one where I saw my husband before I actually met him. Cause he's probably that's like, my cool. favorite. that's, that's he's, super cool. He's my favorite person. And literally like, yeah, knock on wood. It's like perfect. So that's probably the best one, hands down. Been the best improvement in my life for sure. 
It's a good fella. Yeah, he is. He's a very nice man. Who's yeah. this guy? <laughs> uh, I forgot. I forgot his name. He's got a big beard. Oh. Okay. Oh. We all kind of have beards. He's a big bearded guy. <laughs> we're not bearded. we're not bearded like No, beard. that that's I love like, him. That's next level. I love beard. him. I love him as well. <laughs> um so okay. So we'll we'll round this out with the questions that I ask. Okay. What do you think is happening to you? If you could just sum it up for people who are listening, what do you think is happening to you? What would you call it? If you could call it something. I know you don't like labels, but like what would you call it? Punk rock. Um, I get it. Punk rock. No, I'm not. I'm not punk at all. Um, I think I never grew up traditionally. Like I'm adopted twice. <laughs> um, so I never had that traditional box that so many people grew up in where they were told they had to do something a certain way. Nothing I do is normal. Like the way that I live my entire life is definitely my husband and I have been together for almost five years. And up until we moved to Kansas, I'm pretty sure I have a valid driver's license, but I never had one. Like I had the piece of paper I had found it in the house. Like I'm not that person. Like I had a valid one. It was legal to drive, but I like for almost four years, I didn't ever go get the card because I lost it one day. You know, like I just don't care. Like I I don't care about any of that stuff. Um, All the normal society things that you guys, like, I promise you, you all have your driver's license in your pocket every time you get in your car. Like, you probably do all sorts of things that I wouldn't think twice of. I don't use a computer. I don't use technology at all, ever. Um, So I think that it allowed me to, I think that what's happening, I'm just open to it. I'm completely open to the most off-the-wall, random, weird things because I sit and I watch how society works and how people think and like some of the like awfulness in the world. And I'm like, well, that can't be right. Like, I don't want that to be my normal. So I think the more open-minded you come to it and the more you like break out of those walls and those boxes, you know, mine weren't even really there to begin with. I think that you just become like, it's like you start absorbing all these weird, crazy things. I'm sure the more you guys talk about it with people, the more you get weird things happen. Right. Oh, yeah. Because your rea- reality is a perspective of your mind. So I think I think what's happening to me is I'm just becoming open to the possibilities of like all things are the same thing, maybe, if that makes sense. Sure. No, totally. Um, What would be your parting gift? What would you leave with people? I mean, it kind of sounded like you summed it up a little bit there, but what's your parting gift to people? Don't go down that rabbit hole unless you're ready for it. Because once you go down the rabbit hole and you realize like what's really happening, you can't come back. You're never going to look at life the same. You're going to learn. I feel like there's so many things that I would, I would sit down and talk to you and say in person, but I would never say into a microphone. Um, But you're going to realize that everything that you've been taught in life is a lie. Like, all the things that you've prioritized, the way that you like structure your life around certain things, like it doesn't have to be that way. Interesting. I like it. Well, that was your episode. Mm-hmm. We Are you guys going to like, can you guys like cut stuff out where I'm just like, where I like brain fart and everything? <laughs> we could, but we're not going to. 
You're not going to. I'm just kidding. If you want me to, we can. No, no. No, it's fine. I actually like the pauses because you can tell that you're thinking about it. Yeah. We're like, we're not recording anymore for it, right? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still recording. Oh. I can stop. I can stop at any point. Wait, stop. I can wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Whoa. I just fell off the table. Um, so thank you for being on. I really appreciate your perspective and I liked everything you had to say. Thank you. It was yeah. fun. This is the first time I've ever talked about things like this and left evidence of it. So well, I feel like we could probably <laughs> do more episodes with you. <laughs> so maybe I can like actually be prepared for it. I came in here so blindly, like I don't know what we're talking about or like what to even expect, but yeah. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of things we could talk about for sure. Yeah, we can do a part two. We'll keep, we'll keep in contact. You're on the, you're on the, maybe it's spiritual list now. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks.